0: December, we're gonna sing happy birthday. 30, so. <laughs> hey, guys, good people. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me in the time of worship today. I appreciate each of you. appreciate your prayers. And uh, like I got this up there's the that's It's uh, sick this morning. And has been sick this week. We need to remember the prayer that some of them are alluded to. It.
1: to be close. He is the ultimate giver of good gifts, the best gift being himself.
0: What is the essence of a gift unless you receive it?
2: Receive the person of Jesus. Receive and keep receiving him every day until he comes for his second
0: He has loved you, cared for you, and chosen you before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before His. human love, today we light the candle of love, that you may know that the flame burns in His heart that he has always will and before us. <laughs> go apart so uh, let's remember, remember that this morning those are traveling anyone else that is sick under the weather please let's lift them up in prayer May god cares god's gonna touch his bodies and uh we are relying upon Him to the cross for his strength so let's uh, join me in prayer this morning heavenly father thank you that you're for the opportunity to pray to come to this place and worship you this morning we thank you Lord for your presence in our lives. We thank you Lord that for this time of year that we can come together and we can celebrate. Lord, you're coming to earth to rescue us, to redeem us. Redeem us from the pits of hell, Father, to provide eternal life. o sent him to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me so that I may too go and this morning to help you fill in our main character this morning that represents Mr. Grinch. It's King Aaron. Somebody asked me this morning, how is this all going to fit in the Here it is. this because he saw them as a threat to his power. chapter 17 verse 9 says that the heart is deceitful and desperately sick she presented disciples were in a boat. Jesus came to them. Walking on the water, calm the seas. But Jesus said to them, your hearts are so hardened. Even though you've seen defeat the multitudes, you still don't understand. Sometimes our hearts can be hardened because we just don't understand. We don't understand what faith is. We don't understand what reaching out to God is. We don't understand. We expect business to go as usual. David Christ created be a pure heart and renew a right spirit in me. And then there's a word from Proverbs that we know is not, from a very wise man. He says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do. It says, you shall love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. So how's your heart this morning? In December 1903, after many attempts, there was a couple brothers by the name of White you heard of the Wright brothers. In 1903, they were successful in getting their flying machine off the ground. They were so excited about this great invention that they had that they immediately telegraphed this message to their sister. This was the message. You see, they had totally missed the big news. The man had flown in an airplane. Herod totally missed the big news of Jesus' birth, of the coming of God to earth. He thought the birth of Jesus was something to be feared, not embraced. Oh, we missed it. Of Christmas this year. I want us to go to the last three points I'm going to say real simply this morning is i about to How about the new grace since Christmas? Number one, let's pray for others, pray for our warriors. Number two, Season of all.
1: There'll be parties for
0: hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of the Christmases long, long ago. It's the most most wonderful time of the year. Let's not get caught in focusing like Herod did on insignificant things that left the Messiah out of the picture of Christmas. In fact it caused him so much hate and so much bitterness. And for us as a church, I pray that we will go and we'll be messages that we will pray for others. My my son my my son my my brother in law has had a really tough year this year, Lynn's brother. And he told me to do some marital issues and everything He's been this kind of I zone and do the best he can. we had to go to uh, Alabama on Monday to do some business, family business, and I Lynn, I was so proud of her. I stayed out in the car because so I wasn't feeling well. And she came back in, she said, I talked to Robbie. I said, well what did you do? She said, I looked at him in the eyes and I said, Robbie, how can I pray for you? And he began to unwind a little bit. And I want you to know that praying for someone else really does that other person good as well as it does you. Pray for one another. Don't be rich. And I would say, smile. Smile at others. Don't frown at them. And then act with compassion. God is with us. He's not against us. And as we go from this place today... I pray that you will be the inspiring one that draws others close to Christ. Amen? Amen. So with that, I would say, God bless you. May the face of God be reflected in your life as we go to serve Him. May God bless you.
2: No gift at all. of truly love world around us. more than draw-
1: get
0: Jesus, how beautiful He is! And so uh, I would invite you to sing these uh, choruses with us as we prepare for prayer this morning. Keep praying, To die and showed us about eternal life, Lord. This morning, as we come as a body of believers, this morning we remember those that are, have been marked for special requests. This morning, you know, the needs in each one that has been mentioned here in our worship folder this morning those that are sick and those that are hurting this morning, those that are been fast, those that are in hospitals. Those suffering with COVID, those that have flu, Father, we believe that you are the healer and we look to you for our strength this morning. We pray, Father, that you would just minister your love and you would wrap your arms around each one, Lord, with a, a special need this morning. Whether they be here, whether they be traveling, whether they be somewhere else, Father, may they know, Father, that your spirit is with we look to you for guidance, we look to you for a touch, we look to you for a word from the Lord even today as we draw close to you. Lord, thank you for our church, thank you for the church family that we can come, we can bow down, And we can honor you. Teach us Lord, to love you more, draw us closer to you, Father. And we pray this in your name, the sweetest name, Jesus Christ, amen, amen. Amen. He started the whole thing, Christmas, didn't he? He started the whole world singing. let you sing together. Let's stand as we sing this before the morning I wrote this paragraph the classic penis movie Charlie Brown Christmas Thank you. And he said, you know, I really look forward to come to church. That brings me joy. That brings us joy because the family of God, we're worshiping our Lord together. And it's an expectation. And we can expect joy today because the, the angels of the Lord said it was good news. The message of Jesus was good news for all the people. The meaning of joy is one of delight, one of expectation." But it's also sometimes can be the result of circumstances. If you look at the history of the word joy, you look it up in the Scripture very much. You'll see the word joy mentioned many, 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 many times, especially in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the Israelites experienced joy as a result of victory in battle many times. Israel would return from the battlefield in victory and it will say, and the people rejoice." In the Old Testament when King Saul and King David were anointed king, it says the people were so excited with their joy that the earth literally shook. In the Old Testament when the Passover was reinstated under King Hezekiah, it says there was great joy in Jerusalem the New Testament, the wise man saw the star and rejoiced exceedingly. John chapter 15 verse 11 says this, words of Jesus These things I have spoken to you so that my joy, Jesus is my joy, his joy, may be in you and that your joy may be You need your joy full this year. You need it to be overflowing. You need it to be restored. Jesus has given us his words and revealed his love that we can know that our joy, his joy, is in us and our joy is in him. Now, in this chapter in John, Jesus teaches us, John chapter 15, Jesus teaches us that as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it abides or stays connected to the vine, neither can we unless we abide with him. Our joy depends upon our abiding in Christ. Joy comes from abiding in Christ. I was thinking about this just for a moment, if I may bring it down to where we're all at this morning. Um, I, I have a confession to make. And it's this. Through the last several weeks I've been sick, I have found out my wife is my joy. Did you like that? You understand what I'm saying? My, my life, my wife is my joy. And I, 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 I must keep feeding her, literally, emotionally, and everyone's my provisions so that she will continue to abide in me and I abide in her. But there's a connection here. It's about a a 500-mile drive. And I noticed we got to Jackson on our way home, and I realized that Lynn and I had not said two words since we left. And I started thinking about that. How are we sit in the car, and we're not talking? We're not communicating. But there's one thing I knew. She was still my joy, and I was so glad she was with me hope that she thought I was glad to be with her. or vice versa. In the New Testament, joy was often situational. But because of the new spiritual connection with Jesus, the vine, our joy supersedes our circumstances. The circumstances that paralyze us, the things that disappoint us, Things that rob us of our victories in life. Our joy in Christ, because we are a part of the mind, supersedes all of these circumstances. Today, is joy, his lasting joy, his full joy, comes from abiding in him. Because joy is about our relationship with Jesus. Where is our relationship? Wound up with him this morning. It's not in circumstances that leads to joy. And what Jesus is expressing is that under the new covenant, the message of joy is the inward and continuous dwelling of Jesus in our life. He is the vine; we are the branches. And the branches cannot bear fruit unless it's attached. Our joy will be missing unless somehow we are connected in with the mind Jesus Christ. And joy comes by abiding, abiding, riding in the presence of Jesus of Nazareth. We can get so found, so focused on activity of Christmas that we forgive the Christ of Christmas. For joy comes from our renewed focus on him. And if we allow ourselves to be cut off from the vine through disobedience, or, or even our busyness, it's like a branch being severed from the vine. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life that my joy has faded. I don't know the lasting joy comes through abiding relationship with Jesus, living with him every day seeing him in the simple things seeing him in the difficult things seeing him in the weather seeing him in the church seeing him in the home Being able to see jesus that's where joy comes from you know that joy is involved in every aspect of our lives there are many things that can cut us off from jesus and the joy that Especially during this holiday season, there seems to be an unusual demand on our schedules. We've always, and during this, especially this holiday, we've got some place to go. Don't we we've got people to see, places to go, and as a result, we forget about joy. And the second thing here is joy comes from sitting at his feet. Joy comes from sitting at his feet, y'all, from here. For the story in Luke chapter 10 where Luke records the story of Mary and Martha indulged in a visit with Jesus and as Jesus is visiting with Mary and Martha a bit of tension ensues during this visit Martha is in the kitchen cooking cleaning for Jesus gently. reminds us and calls us to take some time to sit at the to run through the hole that the lineman would make for him. And he was so excited, but also so nervous. As the ball was snapped, Archie Griffin, he, he saw the hole for him to run through. And he saw the, rope, the hole that he forgot one thing. He forgot to take the ball. And the ball. jumped on the ball and took it over. Now, if you're all familiar with Woody Hayes, he's an old coach, and he was a grouch. I mean, he was the one that yelled and scream and holler at you. And when young Archie Griffin got back to the, the sidelines, he got, he got a word from the coach. It wasn't just a word. You see, he had, Archie Griffin had a problem. He was so busy seeing the hole that it opened up. He forgot to secure the ball. He fumbled. The other team recovers. He had lost focus of the main thing. This Christmas, the main thing is not where we're going. And what we're going to be doing tomorrow the main thing is to grab hold of the ball, and that's the relationship with Jesus Christ. Because you can't score a touchdown in life without that salvation. You can't go through the holes and go through the, those that would hold you back without the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. This Christmas, have your joy restored by knowing He's given you the ball to run with it and to be His vessel, to be alive. Sometimes we forget to keep our focus on Jesus. Mary and Martha was a good lesson for us. Sometimes we forget to pray. Read our Bible. Stay amongst the community of believers. When we fumble our lives, we can mentally, emotionally, and spiritually avoid getting close to Jesus. Well, as I said, a while ago, I heard this week about someone with a $5 bet won a million dollars from the lottery. They say it's more likely in life that you'll get struck with lightning than win the Power Ball. But if you do win, there's an even better chance that you'll go broke. Nearly 70% of lottery winners end up broke within seven years. Even when, when worse, several winners had died tragically or witnessed an end to their marriage or to broken relationships. In the book Money for Nothing, the writer says this: one man's journey through the dark side of lottery. Of the thousands of lottery winners, few were happy and only a small number lived happily ever after. He goes on to say, You would be blown away to see how many winners wish they never won. I guess the lottery is a lot of these, hope, a false hope, that we put on somehow get us through life. I'm so glad my joy comes from our salvation Psalms 51-12 David wrote Lord restore to me the joy of my salvation I hope that's the prayer of your heart this Christmas Lord restore my joy because of salvation you've given me there's times we have trouble connecting to Jesus And our joy becomes weak. We fumble the ball because we lose our focus on the experience the joy that you have for each of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. You stand sing. This is an old song. Glory in the highest. And as we think about joy, let us think about giving God glory.